0: Log Talk Radio.
1: and better love. You are listening to the Truth to Power show, and I'm Beverly, and we have with us tonight, we have the legend, Lee Oscar, and he has a new CD that's out. Now, those two tunes that you just heard is from his new CD. Lee Oscar, thank you for joining us again. It's always a pleasure to have you. Oh, thank you.
2: Back at you guys. It's my pleasure. <laughs> it's, uh, yes.
1: Yeah. And so, what was we just heard two uh, tunes uh, from your new CD here. Now, this artwork—did you do the artwork that's on here? Uh, yeah,
2: I, yeah, I do. I paint also, so everything, all the all the artwork, all that, and the music is yeah, it's all original. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but but the uh, and, the second tune you played, uh, "Children of the World." Was a live version. Uh, that's not the version on the album. I mean, it's the same composition, but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. But that's uh, the studio. But you played a live version from
1: a while back. Okay. And that. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. All right. So for those who don't know who Lee Oscar is, can you kind of tell us who you are and you've been that's around for a while. <laughs> Beverly, that's pretty tough to talk about myself.
2: I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> a, uh, you just look up Lee Oscar, Oscars with a K, and okay, you know, speaking, okay. You know, got no yeah, secrets. Well, everything is everything mm-hmm. is above, above, and and doing well. You're okay, okay,
1: and you are. Um, uh, you paid a harmonica for another group. That came out with the uh, songs "Low Riders," "Steal the Wine," "Cisco Kid," "The World Is a Ghetto," "Slipping into Darkness." So those of us that was there during that time period, we know exactly who that is. And now you with the group uh, from uh, some of the original members, and they're the Low Rider Band. Is that correct? Right. So uh,
2: so so okay. uh you know, I'm I'm the original I'm one of the founding members of the band War, of course. And okay. we started with Eric Burton, uh, who was a lead singer for the band called The Animals and then it became Eric Burton and War and then we did uh War without Eric Burton and we had a lot of hits, as you mentioned some of the mm-hmm. hits. Uh then yeah. we went to some we going through some legal stuff and uh it's been a lot of years of just some legal battles with the management. Uh, so it's not anything I really want to talk about it from the legal side. Right, right. That's yeah. boring stuff that I, I'm trying to get away from clear up so we can move forward and get rid of uh, that bad energy that uh, we have to stick mm-hmm. around to earn. Huh? Cause we only, like I always say, you only earn what you know to claim and we are claiming things that we earned that, that the management failed to uh, live up to. So, but uh, moving forward, um, mm-hmm. I, I, um, uh, the band uh, you, were, you were saying Is called the Lowrider Band Which is uh, me And and my colleagues from War who are still around uh, That's Howard Scott on guitar And Hale Brown on drums As you, anybody out there Who are following us BB Dickerson the bass player passed away a few years ago And of course Charles sax, And probably Ellen passed away many years ago so the only ones left now is uh, Howard Scott Hale Brown and myself, and and then as under the name War, the band War, which is uh, I call it a, I just call it a phony band. It's the ex manager got 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 the ownership, you know. The federal judge uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say anything nasty, but even though it was uh, a bunch of uh, BS. But uh, yeah. uh, the ex manager the ex manager got the the name the trademark. And he's got a band out there Mm. pretending to be us, and they're not. The only person original in that band is Lonnie Jordan, a keyboard player. And as far as I'm concerned, I'll put it out there, because that's what it is to me. He's a yo-yo for the ex-manager. He has has Mm. no ownership claim, and he he likes to pretend he's important, but he's made himself Mm. less important than ever by uh, being a yo-yo for the ex-manager. So Mm. moving forward, Lee Oscar, yeah. uh, Howard Scott, Hale Brown, Low Rider Band, and once we get past certain things, we're going to be back out as a Low Rider Band. But I also have an amazing band that is out here from the Northwest. Wonderful musicians I'm surrounded by, and it's called Lee Oscar and Friends, and that's who who's been working with me and doing uh, these last couple of albums. Uh, this la- latest one is called She Said Mahalo, and the one before was Never Forget. Yeah. Mhm.
1: Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, and so uh, you've been in the the music business for a while now. What what changes uh, have you seen in the business? Well, good or the, bad? Let me. I
2: I I would rather say start with. I, I'll start with what hasn't changed. Music doesn't change. Music is music. Yeah. But what okay. changes? Uh, maybe the fabric of the textures and and the way people listen to music and so many other things is technologies and infrastructures. Um, you know, um, it would be like before there was radio, there was still music and, uh, um, after radio, being radio is still music the t v music is music um, genres yes, of music is only genres of music is only for two for two reasons in my opinion it 's either for librarians who where the file or for categories for marketing um, mm-hmm.
1: uh, which
2: doesn 't always favor marketing when people put categories and stuff but nevertheless um, if you bypass all that uh, music. Music can be noise to somebody, and music can be, and the same thing can be amazing music to somebody else. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's not a it's not a one fix for everybody. But uh, music in general uh, have saved a lot of lives. Music, uh, uh, you know, the two forms of arts that we are very that we can really relate to because we are sensitive in, in those two main things: is visually and audio. So we, you know, if. If we if we could smell like we if we could smell things just like a dog, we would probably smell artists too. We would probably be creating art with smells too. But we're not that keen with smells. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you've been you know you've been in the business and you've been around for a while and you're still making good music. That's that is the oh, phenomenal part you, about man. it. Yeah. That, yes. that, see, that, that stuff makes me feel good. That's important. That's important. Yeah. And that's it's important. the truth. It's the truth, you know, because a lot of yeah. people can't keep up. And like now, like you say, it's a lot of technology and things like that. But to be able yeah. to uh, just, you know, keep up with everything, that is good. That's excellent. And like you say, your music will be here when you're not here. So, music is very important in our lives. Very important. Yeah. Now, I'm going to get back to uh, some more tunes here uh, on your new release, and then we'll come back and talk. Okay. Right on. Let's see where we're going.
2: Yeah, be happy.
0: Baby baby
1: Beverly. that's what it's about. It's all Mm -hmm. about music. Yes, yes. And so, uh, are are you doing any videos with the new uh, release? Well, for Funky Redwick, this last piece you just played, we
2: had fun Mm -hmm. uh, doing a a, a really lighthearted but serious statement uh, called Funk. You know, being Funky Redwick. Redwick is about. The danger of rhetoric, uh, with all the sound bites that comes out uh, in technology in real time from so many different news journalism, entertainment, uh, people's opinions, and and then, so it's a crazy times where there's so much rhetoric and nobody and people lean on whatever sounds good to them without digging deep enough to know what the truth is. So it's a dangerous time. So we did a video uh, with making that statement, but what we what we did. As a treatment and we we hired this um, dancing studio that here in everett were were headquarters for the Oscar harmonicas are and um uh, we we hired uh, to to teach the the kids in that school um a dance for funky rhetoric and i looked up on i looked up on on youtube i looked up um on, on internet uh, uh rhetoric as a sign language so an American sign language i I gave them the the, the hand signs that says rhetoric, but they incorporate in a dance. It's cute. So you know, halfway through the video showing about the, the, all the nasty things happening in the world and all that stuff, as with rhetoric, you know, like uh, saying just different things as rhetoric. Halfway through, it says, "Okay, let's let's rewind." So it rewinds, and um, you know, and and the idea of rewinding is you, you see. You see all the different things that we just went through, including COVID and everything. Let's rewind and let's go back and uh before that and start over again and let's you know, so the kids with you know, so we had to dance you know, dancing with the kids and that's fun and you mm-hmm. know, for a better future for the for the kids, you know. So for so Funky Redwick, uh, uh we did a video for and it's 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 cute, it's happy and it's uh, but it's a, it's a it's a powerful statement at the same time.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and the music is 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 funky and happy music too on that song. Also, yeah, thank you. Now, and, and, yeah, yeah, now, go, ahead. Mm-hmm, go ahead. Go no, go ahead.
2: Oh, I was just gonna. I was gonna comment the tune before before Funky Reddick from the new album. She said mm-hmm. Mahalo was uh, Be Happy. Mm-hmm. You played Be Happy, and Be Happy mm-hmm. uh, is it, a it's like a a, a fun statement of uh, you know. Um, uh, like the liner notes itself, uh, probably said it better than I can try to explain it. It says, uh, no, you know, no one can make you happy. It's, inside, it's an inside job, uh, but there's always challenges to be had. Uh, soulful people who move through hard times with grace and dignity inspire me. Uh, then when times are right, uh, they celebrate with all they got. It's a, t- it's, it's a balanced act. It's a choice. So in other words, you work mm-hmm. hard, you do the things that you feel in your integrity are right. You know, I mean, you you put you work hard and you put a lot of time into it with integrity. Then it's also it's it's a nice balance, and you you know where you are, and you can give it to people and have a glass of wine, or or I'm <laughs> not necessarily alcohol, but you know, just just uh, mm-hmm. celebrate and be happy. You know, it's 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 a state of mind that I think. We earn when we feel good about what we're doing and we can take a break from something and deservingly
1: uh, celebrate, you know. So that's what the happiest. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Your tunes are phenomenal, you know. It's like, and and speaking of the harmonica, how did you get into that? Did you go to school for that? Did you, were you self-taught? Oh, no. No. Uh,
2: uh, you got to laugh. But first of all, as far as school, I I got zero. In English, and I'm speaking English. I'm born and raised in Denmark, Copenhagen, and I'm. Uh, okay. And most people learn English, but I mean I couldn't, until I came here learning it the, the hard way. You know, you have to communicate. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I failed English in school, and I failed music in school too. And and uh, my best explanation for at least for the music, well, for language is because if you know, I'm not. I'm not able to remember things. So language I don't live it for survival and all that. Of course, then uh, it's a different second nature to try to learn that than it is to sit in the classroom and, and, and remembering things that you're not applying in everyday life anyhow. The so language doesn't work for me outside the mm-hmm. place we speak. But music-wise, I love music. I got my first harmonica when I was six years old. It was an, an American came to visit my family and I. Um, uh, you know, came to visit us. Um, he knew that harmonica was an in-thing that summer in 1954 and uh every kid had a harmonica it was like an instinct and i got mine and but i stuck with it and uh you know next year me it was the hula hoop but i kept playing harmonica and then the year after that was the yo-yo i kept playing harmonica so mm-hmm. i could have been uh, into the yo-yo and uh right and <laughs> manufacture yo-yos today you no know? but I'm, i play harmonica and manufacture harmonicas um the thing about harmonica is, uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing about harmonica is that it's one of those instruments that, that from the get-go, it sounds musical. It's you, it's you're not playing it when you put it in your mouth and you're just breathing, exhaling or inhaling, whichever way you start. Uh, you're going to hear chords. You're going to hear some. You're going to hear something that sounds musical rather than just trying to get. Uh, if you want to play a C chord, there, there's the reads already C E G. You just blow, you just blow on those on those uh, three holes, and you got a C chord. Where mm. on the guitar you have to learn where to put your finger to play a C and an E and a G. I mean, it, this takes story and everything. So much time uh, before you even feel you're getting a C chord. Where instantly you blow or draw on a harmonica you're getting something musical. And then eventually, uh, you know, if you do it enough, like I've done since I was six years old, and of course, uh, you you end up playing the harmonica rather than playing you. You have control over the techniques and that. Uh, but the other thing I want to say is I failed music in school because in school, the responsibility that school has, at least it was in the early days, and, uh, and if they have a fiduciary responsibility Two teach you skills that can apply in the marketplace, in other words if you're going to be if you 're going to succeed in music for the marketplace you've got to know how to read and write and play a violin or some instrument that the conductor uses in the orchestras, and you're not the artist i mean in other words, school is not to celebrate how artistic you are uh, that's a new right. thing, but that's not something you can calibrate that's that's a that's like you might like this move, somebody else thinks it might be noise. In other words, um, mm-hmm. skills has nothing to do with the arts. Skills is tools, and that's what schools should be responsible to prepare for, tools. But as far mm-hmm. as preparing for the arts, that's, that's, um, that doesn't make sense, even though today uh, it's so liberal and people say, yeah, we're learning art and all that. I mean, how can you learn art? That's an expression. You can learn techniques and skills and use them to apply your expression, but you can learn
1: expression <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah and and in your painting, when did you start painting? i started uh, that as, uh when I was six years old i was drawing I wasn't
2: painting, but I was always- okay, okay. you know i mean paint cost a lot of money i was i was into three things since i was since i remember since five six years old i was, i loved mm-hmm. uh studying insects entomology, I was into mm-hmm. harmonica when I got my harmonica at six years old, and uh, and I loved drawing, too. And I was a bad student in school because to anybody else, it looks like I'm I'm wasting my time by drawing and doodling on a harmonica and not taking uh, education seriously. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and look at you now. <laughs> Who would have thought of well, that at six
2: years old?
1: Well, you know, the thing is that
2: not everybody has the same aptitudes, you know, and school can be perfect mm-hmm. for everybody, so it's just mm-hmm. it just was mm-hmm. not the greatest fit for the way my my brain gets enthusiastic or gets excited or things so you know um but you know you have to I had to process that because of of course, for many years i thought there was i was just my brain wasn't as smart as others you know but uh but uh, you know, when you survive, you and nobody hires you. you ha- I had to hire myself and, and and prove to myself and to the world that uh, I'm not a flake and I'm not this. I'm that. I mm-hmm. I love playing music. I'm a professional, and I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would want to get a better harmonica, so there's a better tool for me. So I got into manufacturing. You know, everything has a purpose, mm-hmm. and everything is expiring to because there's a purpose and a need. Then then uh, uh, my vision. Uh, is, it can can really create things. If 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 I'm not connected with something, uh, it truly connected with it, then it doesn't. My brain can't <laughs> my brain can't uh, be creative with it. It's uh, you know there's nothing to base it on. So it's, uh, it's yeah. a love affair. Everything everything I got going on is truly something I'm occupied. With in in in, in, a, in a loving way, not not something that I feel like. Oh man, it's a job,
1: and oh man, mm-hmm. I
2: wish I could retire. No, 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 I I could never retire from what I love doing. Wow.
1: And you ta- and you you're saying the harmonica now. People, you're, you manufacture the harmonica, and it's in your name, right? So if they want to get one of your harmonica, they just look for Lee Oscar. Well, Lee Oscar
2: harmonicas is the brand, but I mean we are
1: mm-hmm.
2: we are truly a manufacturer. I mean they are sold all over the world in and in, in music mm-hmm. instrumental retail stores. We are we're the second largest company in uh, Lee, Lee Oscar harmonicas is the second largest uh, company uh, in of harmonicas, I would say, in the United States or internationally. Um, if you go to retail mm-hmm. stores, you'll see shelf spaces basically. Horner and
1: Lee Oscar, yes. Yeah. Okay. And, about, it, you know, I see a lot of people. Percent. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. 30%? You, you say you're, 30, we're you're about,
2: 30%. we are about 30% of the market, Horner, yeah, between Horner and us, mm-hmm. 70 and 30. Like, if you go in a in a store and you uh, want to carry harmonicas in the United States, I would say i mm-hmm. of maybe 10 harmonicas, three or four is the Oscar and, and seven is, so it's, it's homeless. you know, in other words, uh, um, yeah, three out of every 10, okay. seven out of 10. Mm-hmm. Been around number, okay. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the new kid in the block. It's 40 years now. with manufacturing 40 years. <laughs> yeah. Wow.
1: And, and, and do you see, um, people p- playing it more now? Cause I know it seemed like it was more back in the day. Is Are they still? into you know you harmonica's, see a lot of people into horns and guitars but the harmonica no harmonica
2: uh-huh. harmonica has always been like it's always been there um uh, you know it's sort of everything from a toy to uh to whatever you know um but it's mm-hmm. always there especially when blues you know you know the genre of blues is, 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 mm-hmm. is, is it's almost come becoming a middle class drug, you know what i mean <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. it's like uh, I mean blues is a beautiful motif of uh but there's so much mediocrity in my opinion out there playing the same old poem, the same old thing uh and uh and the, and when you think of blues, then what instrument do you think of? you think of harmonica as one of the main instruments so so it's a lot mm-hmm. in that way, but we've been manufacturing harmonicas. Um, a whole system, the Eskimonica system, not just interchangeable replays so you can, you can combine different replays with different scales, but we have four different scales that we do in all keys. Uh, major diatonic, which is what most people use, that's either for campfire folk music, Neil Young, Bob Dylan, or, or European Umba music, you know, it's it's a blues, you know, that's the uh, Major diatonic. 18 keys, and then we make uh, 12 keys in natural minors, uh, which is a natural minor is a minor scale that's uh, great for reggae, great for minor blues, great for hip hop, hip hop, a lot of a lot of great stuff. Latin, a lot of Latin natural minor, and then we make 13 keys in harmonic minor, which is used in Latin, also harmonic minor. In many it's used in many cultures: Greek, Yiddish, uh, uh, Gypsy, uh, you name it. Um, harmonic minor uh, compared to natural minor. Harmonic minor, it's like one of those um, modes that you got to speed up the music to to make it happy. Uh, if it's if it's slow, it'll it'll break your heart. It's very sad. It's harmonic minor. Mm-hmm. And then we make mm-hmm. a, uh, the fourth tune is called the Melody Maker, which goes which are major seven to and a minor second chord. So it's great for it's great for playing jazz standard melodies and stuff like that, reggae great for reggae and great for African um uh, like the clave, you know, um that kind of stuff. South mm-hmm. African music. So we make, make tuning so we cover all different genres of music. Um uh, for that reason, uh harmonica is, to me as a tool for the world, uh is is more important than just emphasizing blues. I mean that's that's just that's mm-hmm. just one one form of music. Uh, and not comparing and not saying what's, what somebody likes more than others. I think music in general should, harmonica should be used in anything, in any type of music,
1: you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, we we want to uh, listen to some more, so I'm going to uh, go back to your new release here, and then we'll come back. Okay, Beverly. One, thank you. One, two,
2: three, four. three
1: was morning rush for Lead right host, the new release, yes, thank and you. The thank other you. one yeah. was memory, yeah, I right. mean, each one of them is just their own feel to them. Tell us how did you feel uh or the experience you had when you first discovered you was famous or when you got your became successful in the music business,
2: oh. That's uh, you know, it, it's uh, that's a great question. I um, you know, I remember when we when we had a first hit, "Spill the Wine," Eric Burden and War, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, you know, being a kid that got off the streets and wanted to make it in the music business, of course, uh, you know, that was all, that was all, you know, building up for many years and getting through the gate. But yet I, I was very green, I mean, naive about how business really worked back then. And so, you know, um, I didn't realize, you know, how much of a lottery ticket really is to get a hit, you know. Uh, it's just, it, 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 you know, music can be great. It doesn't mean it gets acknowledged, it gets through the gate. And uh, and and when you have a machine that that operates a certain way and gets it through the gate, it's, uh, you know, I've... I've learned to really appreciate the hard work and 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 the privilege when you have a hit, you know. Um, but in the beginning, when I had it, I'm very excited when I would hear it on the radio, driving down Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood, and and just looking at people while you're hearing it coming through the radio. This is something about the energy of hearing your tunes coming through the radio. It just made it bigger than life, and. And you and you're moving in a car while you're listening to it at the same time and looking at all these people <laughs> on the sidewalks walking, uh, it was just it was uh, magic to me, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, but, but mm-hmm. very naive about the business and how it really, how what it really takes uh, to to get ahead. I learned quick, but right in the beginning I was, uh, I was, uh, I I had to learn and and appreciate let's put it that way, the hard work that the management. Or the games the management had to play in order to get through the through the through the gate, you know. I mean I've learned lots of things. Mm-hmm. As bad as the management was that we had, uh, they were through it and I've learned a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, so so like you say, it's a lot of talented people out there. So it's really important the management and the people that you have uh to get it out there. To know how to get exactly. it out there. Yeah, it's, it's it takes people, it takes a village. That's
2: why I have a company, mm-hmm. Ask Enterprises, and I have amazing, talented people, and they and they've learned a lot of they've learned a lot about themselves because of the nature of my companies, because we do so many different things, that uh, you know um, every everything that's got to be done is not, is, is you got to wear different hats when you work at my company. Mm-hmm. So people have really found out a lot about themselves, and and I have a it's a great it's basically I would say my company uh in general is basically i put it together as a marketing company you know because marketing is telling the right story to connect the uh, consumers out there is very very important for the product to be placed correctly you know
1: and so what's the name of your company lee oscar enterprises oh so what's the dreams we share what is that dreams, dreams that's your share? production. Yeah, dreams we
2: share is is a division of Leoska Production. It's the record label, for under okay. the under the division of Leoska Production. I mean, it's it's a division of Leoska Productions. Uh, it's the record label, dreams we share, and it's under the, uh, the under the umbrella of Leoska Enterprises. Leoska Enterprises uh, has manufacturing, leosca Monikers, uh, Leoska mm-hmm. Productions, where we produce records and stuff like that, and dreams we share, where we market and promote the music and my paintings
1: and all that. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And that's where a lot of people, especially when you're young and just getting in the business and that's when most people get in it, um, they don't know anything about the business part of it. They just right, happy right. to be able to perform, you know?
2: Yeah, well, you know, uh I have to I have to say Beverly that a lot okay. of people the since sens- the sensationalism in the music business uh, I don't know. Unfortunately, I have to say unfortunately, m- more important than the music, unfortunately, is the this, is this sensationalism and how people are famous and all this stuff. I mean, mm. when someone comes up to me and says, are you a musician? Or I say, yeah, are you famous? It's like, it's so important to people about being. So the sensationalism of the music industry, I think, is, is more important to people than actually the music itself, unfortunately. That's how I take mm. it. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you walk into you, you can walk into my my home and see my gold albums, and people go, "Oh my God, look! All the gold albums, all that stuff." You know, I've seen more excited by that than then, then uh then the response to music. And uh, for that reason, I used to take my gold albums and platinum albums down when I plumber would come to the house because I didn't want some rumors that can make it make us vulnerable. Because you know, and most people have good bed manners. I mean, they they I mean they 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 treat everybody with respect and all that but sometimes because the gold album seems like like beyond whatever and they see a multiple uh you know uh, somebody can kind of leave my home that and go th- back home to their home and tell other people man i can't believe you see all these platinum and gold albums and, yeah you where's know, and yeah you know i the vulnerability and all that it's it's hype so if if i was to give any advice to young people who are in who wants to make it in the music business there's a few things mm-hmm. I would say. One is, you know, don't buy your own hype. That is dangerous. Don't mm. buy your own hype. Use the hype. If you've got hype to promote you, don't buy it. Use it. Use hype to promote yourself, mm. but don't buy it yourself. And and okay. if you are and if you're making money and royalties and anything like that, you only earn what you know how to claim. So understand how royalties and things work. Um it you don't have to be brilliant in business, but but take responsibility to understand how it works. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and yeah. then thirdly uh, thirdly, um, um, you know, uh, business itself is very important, uh, to support your music. So if you understand how it works, then you can hopefully have a healthy life lifestyle as an artist, as a musician. And, uh, When I do concerts, Beverly, I always – not always, but a lot of times I announce in the beginning of my concert, I say, may this be a a, a, a concert without crisis, a benefit benefit (laughs) without crisis. In other words, Mm -hmm. don't come to to a concert when I'm I'm half dead and I need a liver, you know. I mean, come to a concert (laughs) when when we play at a event. And if you support support us without any crisis, then we can make a living ourselves. And if we make a living ourselves, we can pay for (laughs) our health insurance and there's no need mm-hmm. to have a benefit where I can barely walk and I need a liver, you know? I mean, those things, I mean, yeah. I mean support the music of the arts when people are in its prime, not when they're half deaf. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, and and another thing, how would, now I can imagine being on stage for an hour, two hours, I have ever long you on there and, all of this music, and you know, you into the music. And I, I can imagine that is a real high. You know, you could really get high oh, for of that energy. How do you it's, come it's down that. off of that afterwards? Uh
2: I have to unwind. It's uh, you. You're absolutely right. It's one of those things. After I play the show, uh it's going to take me a few hours. It's gonna be late at night mm-hmm. to unwind. I I just I don't it. It's a very spiritual thing to me uh when I'm on mm-hmm. stage playing i mean if you know most nights I'm in my zone i mean uh if I would say most nights I'm not only yourself in my zone, I would be very very unhappy very frustrated it, i live for I live for that magic moments where we play in the moment and we can't tell you what we're gonna do uh we you know the road map it's like saying we're going to new york we're we driving from here to New York, we know the roads we're going to take, but I can't tell you when we're going to stop and eat and when I need to use the restroom or any other nuances. And so those moments in music, uh, that's in the moment we I'm hearing it in real time, just like the audience. And I respond to that. It's, it's not a monologue. That's why every time, no matter how many times I play the same tunes, it's always, it's always magic because it's always, it's not, Played from thinking, it's played from from feeling, the motifs yes. of the music and being it. Yeah, yeah, and and
1: and that's what makes it so great because the audience can feel it when you when you like that, exactly. you get into oh it. My. It's like you and the music become one, and then the audience, the person listening, they feel it. It, it touches them. Now that is the magic.
2: That's, the That's magic. exactly yes. right.
1: And if and 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 if I was
2: and if if you're playing something from thinking something, it might sound perfect, but it does, But it's all from thinking rather than mm-hmm. experiencing it in the moment. People, like you say, can feel it, and it, it, it's it's no magic. So they they don't even it doesn't it doesn't touch them. It doesn't it
1: doesn't. Mm-hmm. Hurt
2: doesn 't trigger buttons you know emotionally, like you want expressions to do to connect with each other mm-hmm. I mean listen beverly if I was if I was on a desert island I've said this maybe before on the show i don't know but uh, but I say often I say if I was on a desert island by myself, no other human beings, I would probably not paint or play music as I do because those the way I do things is obviously uh connecting with other people. Uh, a frog and a yeah. snake or whatever might be life there that I'm surrounded with, I need to maybe express and communicate with, but it would be a certainly a find, I have to find a whole nother way that can connect with whatever their senses are that I can feel we're having some kind of harmony, you know, communicate. If, but yeah. it wouldn't be – I wouldn't pull one of my paintings up to a frog and, uh, or play a harmonica <laughs> and expect it to – resonate the same as it does with other human beings so so it's a yeah. very uh it's a very spiritual a very special thing
1: whenever we play yeah 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 and and also you know the downside of the industry how you know what do people i mean i know they have to be strong-minded and willed but so many people got hooked on drugs and you know, because you're always in that party mood, you know, when you, that's like just when you perform it, it's that party mood. Yeah, you know,
2: uh, personally in my own experience, of course, I, I, I was in an era where there was, we did a lot of cocaine and you name it, mm-hmm. and whatever, you know, yeah. and some people just do any any drugs. If it was a drug, oh, well, let me take it. It was, that's like crazy, mm-hmm. it's nonsense. I mean, you know, uh, mm-hmm. but um but for myself, uh I was into cocaine and uh and I really enjoyed it, but I didn't it didn't work when I had to do anything else. So I wasn't one of those people like so that like, you know, that uh that uh went nuts on it like, in other words, I didn't flip out and then and then look for mm-hmm. Jesus or something else. Uh um mm-hmm. I just realized as much as as much as I did, and I did a lot, you know, is that it, it would interfere both with my business and my music performing. So I had to prioritize. So obviously if it's oil and yeah. water, and which one did I have to, pro- I can't do both at the same time. So I ended up, with my, my music and my business are more important than the cocaine, so I stopped doing cocaine because it yeah. it didn't interfere yeah. when, I, when, when I would mm-hmm. do it. I mean, that's a healthy way to do drugs and a healthy way to stuff. I think the people yeah. that got so into it that they either overdosed or they had terrible, terrible experiences where they actually had to commit themselves and and try to reprocess their whole brain to find something, you know, that maybe was missing and they leaned on, on drugs. The, 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 the funny thing, let me tell you how stupid drugs can be. We'll just we'll stop. Just I'm going to tell you one story. We can stop on that one there. It's like, you got like, a, 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 in a house you got like 30 people let's say a big party of 30 people and everybody's doing cocaine and all that and and mm-hmm. next thing you know there's like there's 15 people in one bathroom okay i mean is, is why are they in the bathroom to be discreet that's being discreet and then there's a, mm-hmm. a there's people sitting outside the living room saying what are they doing in there what are they you know i mean it was, nice. it was a it was a silly era uh, at a time that there was it was a middle class drug that um, mm-hmm. it, it does not just musicians anybody was doing it was really a, yeah. an expensive yeah as a, yeah I'm I'm glad we we got past that at least I did yeah yeah
1: yeah because a lot of people didn't and then a lot of people had to use it to perform. And then after a while, the performance wasn't as good. You know, they had oh, started start no. relying on it. Yeah, oh, that, no. that's not good. Oh, no.
2: I, <laughs> I can't even perform in Beverly. Besides the harmonia, uh-huh. your lips freezes, everything. <laughs> I, I mm-hmm. was, yeah, I know. One time, yeah. When, one time when I was when I was influenced on it and the interview with playing, it was like this. The biggest, it was like the mo- the biggest nightmare I could ever have. I mean, that's how sacred music is. That was one of the pivots that it scared me so badly. I was so embarrassed and ashamed that I, 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 I would never want to do it before I play.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, let's let's get back to some more music here uh, on your right new on. release here. Okay. Right on. Right on. <laughs> Are listening to Lee Oscar new release his new CD great music I I love thank all you. of the music there but my favorite is the most favorite nation oh thank you and by the way do you notice <laughs> I'm, a, I'm dad and a couple other selections
2: uh, I used to uh, uh, Paul Hanson he plays a bassoon and he plays it like a saxophone
1: oh okay that was a Okay. That was a
2: little odd, you know, the solo and a couple of things. Uh-huh. That's a bassoon. Uh-huh. He's playing it like okay. like I've never heard anybody play a bassoon like that. Amazing, yeah. Wow. He plays
1: the he played with
2: Billy Copham a lot of times too, as, as Billy Cobham's band.
1: Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now I know through your career you have traveled all over the world. Is any place specific that you really that really stuck in your mind? Uh, you know. Or oh, you liked it the most. I,
2: I, I, yeah, you know, I, I find it's not places. I find that, I mean, just like you walk out the same door, the same place every day, out of the same door, and you, and it's different circumstances, different experiences. So when you travel mm-hmm. a lot, you realize it's not places. It's just the situation of what's going on that day and, and what everything else goes on and how it just fell and, you know, came together. So um, I mean, experiences uh, is more that I would talk about places. But I do have a fa- two places that I was really, uh, really found um, connected with in Japan. And that was uh, both northern Japan, which is Hokkaido, and mm-hmm. then Kyushu is southern Japan, you know. And, of course, Okinawa, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I, I love the Okinawa music, but... Uh, but as far as the place, with the waterfalls and uh, mineral, I mean, just amazing things. Um, in Kushu, the, the southern island of Japan, and northern mm-hmm. island Hokkaido. Hokkaido, uh, some beautiful places. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but again, it's 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 only as good as your health and how you feel and your mood and who you're with and what you're celebrating, you know. So uh, to one, the place could be a bad day. Someone else can be a wonderful
1: day, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And who is your favorite artist? Do you have a favorite artist? Uh
2: I, I know it sounds terribly safe on myself. Yeah.
1: I, <laughs> no, I mean that's for real. <laughs>
2: it is for real. I, <laughs> that I, is I for I, real, I yeah. I I have lately maybe been interested in, but I haven't option now to go to museums and look at up. People say, Oh, I just I just didn't I, I, I don't find it inspiring. I find it inspiring that I want to go and paint and I want to play, you know, um, not mm-hmm. not to look at other people's stuff. But I think uh, now at my age, now I'm getting mellowed out and I'm just curious about, since I've explored so many different things so far in in my journey with painting and with music, um, definitely to look at other people's paintings. It would be an interesting time to, to see things. But up to now... Um, up until recently, I, I haven't been inspired to go and look at other people's works, but I think it's something okay. that's starting to, to make me curious. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 And I know you it's say so that terrible. you have? No, it doesn't. I mean, that's just for real. I mean, and, and yeah. you're great. You're great. You're talented. And so now, you with your company, are you looking for new talent or what? Uh, yes or no. I mean. It's
2: um I say yes because I have I have and I I enjoy as much as composing and playing I enjoy producing uh very mm-hmm. much so I love to bring the to see the magic happen so I I have produced like David Retondo a a great uh a, you know great blues singer artist uh, uh entertainer I should say out of t- Toronto Canada and we and I produced his album he wrote all the tunes, but I arranged it and produced it. And uh, it played on the radio, I mean, God, I mean, longer than I've seen just about anything being in a charge. But to translate it into make money and revenues today is, is not so easy, you know, um, mm-hmm. even though it's getting a lot of airplay in that. So David were is I produced. Uh, I produced an album also playing all the other compositions from, uh Takahiro Miyazaki. One of the finest action players I've ever heard. He's out of Japan, um, okay. and uh, you know. But mainly, it's going to be it's produce, uh, it Dreams it, it of share. I mean, we will take on our artists. I want to do other acts. I want to produce other people. I'd love to produce uh, people I have in mind, but um, yeah, okay. it's, it's got to be very selective because anything I do is mm-hmm. uh, it, it's got to be you know uh, maintained properly, and uh, so I'm looking right. for quality. You know? Not a whole lot of stuff, but just
1: just beautiful yes. journeys to share with people. Yeah, your yeah. Na- yeah and your name is, is on it, so you, you just have to be quality. Well, uh, yeah. Lee, I'm not going to keep you up or uh, keep you a lot longer. Uh, and like I say, I appreciate you uh, joining me tonight, and I love your work and and it's amazing how you just was able to just keep keep flowing right on in the industry and so many people fall off you know and know, you do, you don't have 40 years that that's phenomenal that's amazing yeah thank and, you. But, and, and, you and you yeah, mm-hmm. yeah go,
2: ahead. go
1: ahead i was just going to i was just going to share with you and the people
2: out there some exciting mm-hmm. things you know that's in my world is the So we have this release," he said. "Mahalo," which I'm very happy, and thank you for uh, you know uh, for embracing it, but also for the harmonica company, you know, Mick Jagger, um, for the Rolling Stones. I mean, he plays harmonica, and he's been using Leo's harmonicas, I would say, for the least uh, last 30 years. But I couldn't announce Mm. it, you know, because you know it's you know he can't uh, explore somebody's name uh, uh, without permission, and that but he he um he and his team and his son Gabriel Jagger who has a company called Why Now they approached okay. us and so we we did we did one limited edition already of a, a special edition that's been uh, shipped around the world uh, uh, Lee Oscar, uh, uh, Mick Jagger harmonica and we're doing a second edition oh. of, yeah um i mean you know i mean his name and holding it up saying he's the best harmonicas in the world and all this stuff, which I believe I wouldn't mm-hmm. do it if it wasn't, mm-hmm. but it's so nice. Mm-hmm. And it's so flattering and so honored. And when you get that kind of acknowledgement, so you know, if you work at something long enough sooner or later, all kinds of good things come out, you know, if, as long as you're persistent and and uh, and have and have integrity with it. I, I believe things will always come out good. So, you know, yeah. there's, there's either short. If everything, Beverly, if everything is greed, if everything is greed, mm-hmm. if we can just say, okay, let's call everything greed. There are two kinds of greed: there's short-term greed or long-term greed. And if you're honest, mm-hmm. it better be long. Ter- it's got to be a long-term greed. If you're dishonest, mm-hmm. you burn bridges. That's short-term greed. So I'm for long-term mm-hmm. greed. I'm for you know to stay yeah. around a long time. It's not burn bridges. It's it's all got to be a two-way. It's all got to it's got to gel with everybody it's, it's not just my way or the highway so we got to fit in and mm-hmm. so when you what the longer you do something that's really consistent and has integrity i think that the, 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 it gets better and better it can only grow you know with momentum when it's for real so yeah so i'm glad yeah. i'm still alive i'm not i'm not gone yet and then things, because things mm-hmm. get better and better as I, as long as my health is good i'm enjoying mm-hmm. enjoying it like i've never had before yeah.
1: Wow, and that's good. That's good. You, you're not only just still alive; you're still making good music. That's that's yeah. the phenomenal part yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, uh again, thank you, Lee Oscar. uh Thank you for Stephanie, all of I, I your
2: gotta, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm going to I'm going to interrupt because I just I want to get I want to tell you. You make me feel like I'm I'm in your living room, like it's so cozy and so homey. It's, it's incredible. It's, and now I realized I was just visiting, and I gotta leave. <laughs> it was,
1: it was, that was a that was a nice little hang, and it went by fast. It was beautiful. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. I enjoyed the music. Thank you so much. And uh, you got we it. look forward to uh, see. And let me know when you come to Michigan. Okay. Wait, are are you gonna be performing anywhere?
2: Uh nothing nothing in Michigan. They uh, um okay. there's a few things around here, but uh, I'm I'm just kind of taking time till I get till I till I get a right agent. You know, I am looking for an agent that mm-hmm. we can really uh, put this thing on the map, you know, this the stuff I'm doing now musically. And so if mm-hmm. anybody's out there hearing me, uh um okay. you know, um Speak up if you want me to come out there, man. It takes promoters know it. I'm, I'm so anxious to bring the band around the world, around the United States. I'm having an amazing band, you know, playing this music. So I'm, I'm, I'm very oh, excited yeah. to, to get to experience it with people. Yeah.
1: And we just had the uh, largest jazz festival. We have it every year, and um, that would be lovely to to have you a part oh. of that. Okay. <laughs> I would love that. If yeah. You have,
2: if you know anybody to connect me with that, it uh, would be. Yeah, a, I'm. A, I'm gonna send you. Uh,
1: I I know the people in charge of. I mean, I don't know them, but I know where they at. So I I'll send right. you their... I'll text you that information. Okay. Right on, Beverly. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you okay. so much for everything. Thank you. And thank if you. There's
2: anything thank like, you. Anything, anything we can we can do uh, to support you because you have a beautiful. I love just the natural, laid-back vibe of your, of your show. Uh, if there's any mm-hmm. time, anything you want us, you want, harmonica, is anything,
1: just give us a shout, okay? Okay, thank you so much. Appreciate you. you got it. Keep way. up the, the great work. Okay, all right. Bye-bye. Thank just you. Better thank love. You. Okay. Thank you. All love. Good night. <laughs>